It's always for us to remember to put others first. Amen? And we keep an eye on ourselves. I remember I was in Cleveland Clinic, had a, I think a five-hour operation. It turned into seven, half, eight hours. And uh, in the fifth hour, my wife and my kids were there with me. They said, hey, doctor, if you can't get it done in five hours, we're leaving. And they walked out. They got in the car and drove home. No, they didn't. They sat there and said, however long it takes, we're here for the whole. And folks, you have to, as we mature in the Lord, we understand that as His Spirit is here, and we are a spirit living in a body, and we're born again, we have His Spirit, and He's connected with us. He's coming into the temple, and He's working on us. Now, maybe you don't need a whole lot of work today. Praise God, you know. And but but maybe the person beside need a whole lot of work, you know. Don't look at him, okay? <laughs> but see, Bonnie, I said not to look at Ned now, okay? But but we understand that's what he's doing. And when you feel his presence here, I mean, you just feel he he's wow. He is touching. He is changing. He is strengthening. And then uh, okay, okay. I mean, he's not done. But he's okay. I'm going to lift now. And man. That's why sometimes praise and worship could be 25, 30 minutes. It could be an hour. It could be the whole service, you know. Because, folks, what God has done to His church, He's changed it from uh, from being a church to being His people. He, he comes to work into them. He, yeah, he doesn't like starch, you know what I'm saying? Hey, he doesn't like the stiff neck. Now, nothing wrong with starch. Okay, if you wore a starch shirt today, that's fine, okay? But He's here to real to come to, to work on His people. To work with us. And you might say, I'm done with God. Hey, He's not done with you yet. What happens there is some things that God does that we don't quite understand yet. Why did He do this? Why? Hey, listen, I'm not God. We gotta learn to trust in Him. And have faith in Him. And let Him do what He wants to do. Now we can be stubborn. I know some of you guys, you go see the doctor and he gave you a prescription. You walk out with it, you know. You might even go get it filled. But what happens halfway into it? I feel better. I'll keep this for later in case I catch it again. Huh? How many is guilty of that? I am. I have been. Okay. But if it's going to work, we got to take the whole prescription and do like he says and trust that the doctor knows what he's doing. Folks, same way with Jesus. We need to trust him 100%. You know, it's when we, when we skip a, a pill, is when we, or our, Metabolism starts getting a little weaker, okay? Because we're not taking that pill that needs to fight that. But when we skip His Word, when we skip what He says for us to do, or not to do, we weaken ourselves and we wonder, oh man, I've tried this Jesus thing. Nah, you don't try Him. I mean, He's either yours or He's not yours, you know? If you just try Him, that's your problem. <laughs> We've got to commit to Him 100% and say, hey, I'm all yours, Lord. And He wants you. And there's people out there now, if you walk to them, hey, I'm all yours, what do you want me to do today? Uh, leave. <laughs> Amen? But not the Master. And He wants us as broken as we are and all the stuff that we've come through. He said, hey, hey, dude, you're the reason I come here. I come to redeem you. I come to help you. If you just get into your thick head that you need redeemed, <laughs> that your way of life isn't what I had planned for you, Hey, your way of life had planned for you to get messed up clear back in the garden. Adam and Eve, I gave him a simple instruction. Don't eat from the tree. 
You made from it. Are you born in sin? God come to redeem you. You be born again, born of the Spirit. When you receive me, my Spirit comes back in you. Now I'm going to walk with you. And I'll spend the rest of your time on earth trying to redeem the cardinal. <laughs> See, your spirit and soul goes to heaven. Amen? It's your body. It's your way of life that keeps coming back and just trying to torment you. Okay? That's the part the devil wants to control. And he'll use that to come back against you to steal from you what Jesus has already planned for you. The Master tells us in John 10.10 10, that you know, the devil, the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But what did Jesus do? He come to give us life and give it more abundantly. So if something doesn't line up with the Word of God, if it's contrary to the Word of God, it's not for Him, right? It's, it's, it's our old father Satan, as the Bible said. Okay. So if it doesn't line up with the Word of God, we have no business getting involved with it. Amen? Glory to tell you up front, you come to steal, kill, and destroy. You know? If I walk up to Daryl and say, hey, listen, stop me, I'm going to slap you back. You want to slap me? No. Uh-uh. Why not? You want to get slapped back, right? Well, we get the same attitude as something that does not line up the Word of God. It's going to slap you and slap you back and slap you back and slap you back. It ain't going to stop until you're defeated. But the Master will come to give us life and give it more abundantly by re- renewing ourselves through Him. Amen. I mean, I know... It might sound complicated, but it is so simple. Total surrender. You might not know what I'm talking about. For your husband, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> surrender. Happy wife, happy life. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with Jesus, man, it's all the time. You know what I'm saying? Just, uh, just to, to please Him. What he wants us to do today, we're kind of doing things out of sync because God took a different route here. But we're talking about today hope. Hope is a thing today. And so I'm going to take this part here, the tree and everything, and kind of bring it to a nutshell. And then we'll talk about the hope. And then, uh, Because some folks... Uh, they don't believe in Christmas trees, okay? I don't believe in Christmas trees. I believe in Jesus, amen? But sometimes they'll go to Jeremiah and talk about where he condemns going to the forest and cutting down a tree and bringing it to the house and decorating it. And what he's talking about is building a totem pole, okay? They would cut down a tree, make it into a totem pole. Remember a totem pole we studied in school back in the day, okay? Especially Carol, my wife did, being uh, ending. And they bring it, they would decorate it, bring it to the house. They would worship it. You know? They would worship it and say, man, don't do that. Okay? So that has no bearing on the Christmas tree unless you're bringing a Christmas tree into your house and you worship it. If you're bowing down and praying to it, you think it has some type of, of power because uh, we bring into remembrance of uh, the coming of the Lord, then we need to talk after the service because that tree's dead. Okay, it has no life, it has no power, uh, but a tree can be used for remembrance. Many times in the Bible, uh, the Lord showed us how we make um, statues, or I want to talk about not statues, remembrance blocks. Uh, Joshua, when he crossed the, the door, remember? Put the stones in there, just remember, we go past there, okay? I want you to, that way your children's children will understand this. And so, with a tree, 
several things that jump out at us is, uh, and it really looks beautiful this time of year. You can tell that Angela decorated last night for me instead of me doing it. Uh, but the green part of the tree reminds us of the master, of God himself. Green everlasting, you know. Uh, and same as the, the Advent reef. Green means life eternal. Advent reef has no beginning, no end. That's the way God is, okay? And so I look at the branches here in mind of Jesus. Uh, he's the vine with the branches, okay? If I stay connected to him, wow. I'm going to live. But we know if I go over here and cut a branch off of a tree and laid it down, sooner or later that branch is going to die because it's been disconnected. But the awesome news is I can take that same branch I cut off today and I can soak it in water and trim it a little bit. I'm not much of an arborist, or you call them, tree people. But I can graft it back on and it will live. And that's what Jesus did to us. We were broken off from God back in the garden, okay? And Jesus come along, paid for our sins. We are grafted in. We become born again. We come back on the tree of life. Ah! And But we're the same way, though. We can't break ourselves away from the Lord and expect to live very long, that we will die spiritually. Amen? So that's one thing when I look at the tree. And again, it reminds me, but also for some of us, we might have loved ones that don't know Jesus yet. You know, they're in the Christmas and stuff. But well, when you go to the house, you might say, hey, you know, what my, you know what my crazy pastor told me about this tree? And listen about a crazy pastor, right? Because everybody wants to talk about a pastor. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Just give you a way of just kind of witnessing the, the little bit or just kind of share the gospel a little bit. Talk about a crazy pastor up here, but I won't point at you there, brother. No. Just kidding you. And then the lights. Can you put the lights on for me? Thank you. Ah, yes. And of course, the light man, comes to mind right there. One thing is that Jesus is the light of the world, right? And we look at it, and we, they plugged the tree, and Ryan did. A lot of the darkness inside the tree disappeared because the light is shining. That's kind of like us in the world, okay, with Christ in us. Wherever we go, we help take away some of the darkness. Now, what we run into, there seems to be more darkness than light. But I'm telling you what, as you carry the light of Christ with you, I carry it with me, we are making a difference in the world for Jesus, okay? So even though you think you're bombarded, you might think you're all by yourself, but man, am I the only one loving Jesus anymore? This tree will remind you there's plenty of us out there, okay? But just because of the darkness out there, uh, it seems like our light's a little dimmer. But I tell you what, the darker it gets, the brighter the light's go. And we, we just got back from Virginia last night. That's why my, my hair don't look too good today. But coming back, wherever we went, we always made it a purpose to say, Hey, how you doing? How you doing? And some of them, they're not like up here. I mean, a lot of them just look straight ahead. Like, Hey, how you doing? We're Giant Eagle shopping. How you doing today? I'm like, wow, you know. Uh, but anyway, share that light. Let people know that God loves them. And how does he know, they know they love him? If, he'll, if you allow him to love them through you. Amen. You don't have to say Jesus. You know, people say, hey, you're waiting in line at Walmart and say, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Well, if God moves you on it, that's okay. But you might just say, hey, wait and let the people behind you go first. You know? And then well, we have the bulbs on the tree. And uh, our tree at home, I mean, it has all the things that kids made from first grade on up through. I mean, it, it, it walks through life. I can sit there and look at little Rudolph noses on 
on popsicle sticks and then uh, different uh, bowls we had through the year. And on our tree here, we have some of the names of those who worshiped with us and now in heaven. And, uh, Joe, Joe Kirker, Steve McKee, a lot of them up here. Uh, uh, Mom and, and Norma Masters. And uh, there are a bunch of them up here. Uh, last year, you know, our brother, little Dan, he, Dan made these. He made sock, sock. Uh, thank you, sock monkeys. It took me a while. Yes, and uh, and he passed away last year. And uh, so just when I look at that, it reminds me of uh, man, the who I have in Christ Jesus. I have a blessed hope of seeing them again. Amen. And then I see also how the light shines off of the bulbs. Remind me of how they let their light shine. And Dan let his light shine because of making. How many again? What is it? A sock monkey. Yeah, they're like a doll type deal, you know. And the last one he made us. One he made was for our granddaughter down in Virginia. And uh, yes, awesome. I'll see him someday. But yeah, so it's more like a remembrance tree that we have. And I don't have it with me. It might be in the box, but then we put an angel on top of the tree also. Of course, the angel reminded me of several things. But one, how he talked, Gabriel talked to Mary, announcing his coming. How the angel spoke to Joseph, hey, don't get rid of your, your wife, you know, because she is, uh, part of God's plan. Okay? Well, we got an angel in there this year. Yeah, we got different ones. It's, yeah. It's complete, yeah. But see, we, again, I can look at home and we'll sit in there, we'll plug the tree in, and it'll take me back to years gone by, but also it takes me forward to the hope we have in Christ Jesus. And then the bottom line, we would put a, we need to put a white sheet down there, reminds me he washes my sin of white as snow, or we put a red sheet down there, remind me of my sins of the scarlet, but he washes the white as snow. So just the ways of, of uh, using to remember uh, why we gather here. So uh, maybe you don't think a Christmas tree is the right thing to do. That's fine. I mean, do what you, in your household, you know, amen. Uh, that's an awesome thing. But ours, we, we do a Christmas tree. And and then we look at the presents underneath of like, man, what's going to be in the presents and stuff. But uh, but I always remember this. Uh, I remember the, the present that hung on the tree. Remind me of Jesus. And through all that, it gives me hope. I have a blessed hope, same as you have. And I know this time of year, we can get ourselves down to molly grubs a little bit because things never stay the same anymore, do they? Things change and we go from one to another to another. And I go back uh, back out in the farm back in the 60s. There'd be a hundred of us gathered everywhere. Grandma and Grandpa, we'd be doing presents and everything you think of. But one by one, they went on. But see, my blessed hope is I'm going to see him again. I have a blessed hope of seeing them again. Even my grandpa who was a bootlegger at one time. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know where he walked at, but I know one thing. I know that the thief on the cross hanging there with Jesus for the last minute of his life, he called out the Christ and he says, hey, you'll be with me today in my kingdom. Amen? And so, so I, don't know the, I don't know your condition of your heart completely. So that gives me a blessed hope. If I get there and Grandpa's not there, I won't know it. I don't believe there will be a record that folks didn't make it. I think we'll be celebrating those who are there. I don't know. I could be wrong. That's a hope. Hope that we have.
And we sang earlier, my Redeemer lives. Man, we got to let Him live through us. we got to look at the fact that, man, He redeemed us. Born again, and we have loved ones waiting for us in heaven. And that should bring us a peace and a joy to celebrate. You know? Sometimes we say, well, Pastor, why am I still here? Why didn't, why didn't my husband or my wife go first? Why didn't I go first? You know, I'm not God. But I'll say this. I believe that He knows who can survive and who can't. I know who, whose faith can be stronger than another. And I go back to this. I shared before I shared it with my buddy Mike Rusk. He came to know Jesus in 2002. I got to lead him to Christ after I got born again. One of our deputies, oh, had diabetes. He's in the, he's in the care center. He lost a leg. Ah, oh, I got faith. I'm praying for that leg to grow back. Ah, oh, he lost a second leg. I'm praying for both of them. He's going to walk out of here. We're going to go minister to people, you know. Woo! But he died. Okay. But I didn't do something right. I didn't hold my tongue right when I was praying. You know, all this stuff goes through your head. But the Lord spoke to me not shortly afterwards. He says, Starkey, if I would have grew his legs back, Mike would have walked himself right into hell. But with no legs, I carried him in the presence forever. Wow. You're right, God. He knew the best. Okay? So I just serve Him. And so maybe your loved one has been on the heaven because maybe they could not survive on their own. And remember, God does not see that as punishment. But understand, we get this thing like, okay, they passed away, it's terrible. And, and, and I know it hurts. I got loved ones that I wish I could see again. But he said, I, your reward. I'm going to bring you home. Man. I mean, man, if you and I both are serving over in Vietnam, man, we're fighting the enemy, we're going tooth and nail, we're really doing something. Ah. And all of a sudden, the order shows up. Boom. Uh, bring uh, Lieutenant Gittner home. Would I be happy or sad? Number one, I'd be sad all oh, you won't be in the foxhole with me anymore. But man, praise God, you had done your time, you're going home. Woohoo! The war's over for you! I'll be coming for long, I'm waiting for my orders. But until then, I'm gonna fight this enemy out here. And that's where we gotta be at today, that yes, we're gonna order one day. Come on home, but until then, we got to be in prayer, we got to be in prayer. We have to be seeking and speaking the word of God, fighting the enemy to release these souls. That has to be our motivation. Because there's folks out there today that don't know Christ as Savior and Lord. And God has entrusted you with the mission He gave His Son Jesus. He's giving the power. He's giving the strength. He's giving everything we need. We just got to concentrate on Him and realize, hey, this is what I'm still here for. And serve Him. So I just can't do it. No, you can't. But Jesus can. He can do it through you. That's what the awesome thing about it. Have you ever done something you could not do, but you know God wanted you to do it? And you went to do it, and man, it turned out like awesome? Because He needs an empty shell to work through. It's when Starkey wakes up and says, well, I, I do it better than you, God. Let's try this. Oh, I just thank God that He's patient. He's very, very patient. Amen. Amen. And no matter how many times I mess up, he don't give up with me. Well, let's try it again, Starkey. But you know what? Not a fast learner, but I learn. Oh, wait, I'm not going to get involved this time. Hey, God, what do you want to do? I don't see how it's going to work, but you know what? You know what you're doing, God. And just amazing how things go. It's just awesome. Amen. Amen.
Then on our can, I don't have a lighter out here. We'll just fake it today. But uh, this is one thing that we do at home, and I suggest if you want to do it at home, it's called an Advent Reef. And what happens during the 40 days before Christmas, it just gives us a chance maybe to slow down at the family and say at 6 o'clock we'll have dinner or a snack or coffee or something, and you get the Word of God out and you light it and remember, like this week we're talking about the hope, and we share about the blessed hope that Christ has. Oh, thanks, brother. Appreciate that. And I know it can be difficult. Everybody's so busy, but if you get this, they'll do like for five minutes, get people around. If you can't do dinner, evening time, everybody comes in, you know. If you're farming, you got to come in at 8 or 9 o'clock. Hey, let's take a minute, open a devotional up, this kind of remind that uh, to me it represents that He is the light of the world. The light wants to shine into me and I share a scripture. And it's, oh, it just makes a difference. I've said it before, it's kind of hard to cuss out your family if you're praying together before. You know what I'm saying? Amen. 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 But it's the blessed hope that we have. I'm going to share a scripture then the Lord will have His point across today. But we're going to go to the book of John for a second. I got to turn this light on here. I want to go to John chapter 2, verse 1. You can turn there or you can listen. I'm reading out the New American Standard Bible. It might have a little different wording, but chapter 2, verse 1. It says, On the third day, there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And Jesus also was invited and his disciples to the wedding. And when the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what do I have to do with you? My hour has not yet come. The mother said to the servant, Now whatever he says for you to do, just do it. Now there were six stone water pots set before set there for the Jewish custom of purification containing 20 or 30 gallons each. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. And they took it to him. And when the head waiter tasted the water which had become wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves a good wine first, and when men have drunk freely, then that's, that's when they bring out the poorer wine. But you kept the good wine till now. And this was the beginning in the sign that Jesus did in Canaan of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. Wow. God is the same today as it was yesterday. God doesn't change. And Jesus, look what He did. He went, to, he went to a wedding. And to save the embarrassment of the groom and the, probably the bride's mother, I imagine back then the parents put on the wedding probably. I'm not sure. They said, He changed water into wine. He said, Now woman... What do I have to do with you? My hour has not yet come. At this point, Christ's hour has not come. But I'm telling you what, it came, amen? And it's still here today. His hour is now. If we're waiting around for Jesus to do something, He's waiting on you let Him do it through you. Amen? Remember that, okay? He hasn't changed a bit. Now, we might be sitting here tonight and you're, or today, and you're thinking, oh man, how can I have joyfulness? Do you know what my son's doing today? 
Do you know my daughter is at today? Do you know who this person or that person is today? You know, maybe you're sitting here today and you had this thirst of alcohol, drugs, and you want to get rid of it, and you just can't do it. I'll tell you something. Jesus is still in the changing stage. Understand that. He changed water into wine. He can change wine back into water. He can take away that taste of alcohol or drugs in your life. He can set your family members free. How do I do that, Pastor? You know what Christ says? You stand on His Word. You stand on His Word. Yes, you claim it, but you speak it out. Say, Father, I know that you change water into wine, that you can change things. I declare today that you will change that taste of alcohol that I consume or this person consumes that when they drink a bit, they will get sick. And they'll throw up. And they no longer want that. Standing on the Word of God. That's what He, that's what he wants us to do. Stand on His Word. But I'm telling you, I know a lady in our church 13, 14 years ago, husband was alcoholic, drank all the time. And as we our prayer, we come together in prayer, we stood on that, that Lord, that when he drinks that beer, he would get sick. And I'm telling you what, he changed the taste of that wine, or he changed his taste buds, the beer or something like that. But that man got delivered from alcoholism. He gave his life to Jesus Christ. Got born again. And about 12 years ago, he met Jesus. Based on. Now, I'm not ashamed to tell you, it's our brother Steve. I just read his name over here. And his bride over here, Vicky. We stood on that word. Spoke that word of yes. So he's still in the changing stage. Just remember, he doesn't have a body anymore. The men is given to us with the body. So he has to work in us and through us. And just think of it. If you, if you would never have read that scripture, you never knew that he did that. So you wouldn't have that hope. But, but you read it. Every time you read this, it brings you awareness. It brings you hope. It brings you strength. Oh, maybe you're sitting here today and you think, man, but preacher, I brought my kids to church. So my, my kids had a drug habit before the regular drugs were out there. Because I drug them to Sunday school, I drug them to church. You know, amen? That's a John Hagee joke. I stole from John Hagee, okay? Okay, let's, one more. Let's go to Luke. I want you to go to Luke chapter 24. That's right. Just two, my Bible, two pages back to the left from where we're at in John. But in Luke 24, verse 44 and 45. I got a laugh because... I'm still old school this morning. But some of you go, doo, doo, doo. hurry up everybody, catch up. I'm like smell garlic bread back here. This is the last verse. <laughs> I love digital, you know. And a lot of time I'm studying stuff, but today I got old school up here. so Because uh, something about hearing that noise. <laughs> okay, it says here, verse 44. Now he said to them, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That all things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand 
the Scriptures. All that that you've been pouring into your kids or yourself. Every time you hear the Word of God, hey man, I just don't get, I just don't get it. The one cry out to the Holy Spirit. He is the greatest interpreter of the Bible that He wrote. But number two, another prayer for you, our loved ones, kids, whoever. Oh, Father, I've spoken to them. I gave them Your Word. I ask now that You would open their minds of understanding to receive this. <gasps> wow. So no matter where your kids might be, I'm saying kids, it could be a husband, it could be a wife, cousin, anybody. No matter where they're at today, you are exercise that blessed hope we talk about through Christ Jesus. That they're going to come out of that and claim Christ Jesus as Savior and Lord. As in the morning, your morning coffee, oh, thank you, Lord, for everything. You know, we go through our declarations all the time, you know, we give them to you guys, you know. But I declared today, God, that, whew, that spoken word will come alive today in this person's life, that person's life. Oh, they have understanding. And I just block in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, and the hindering spirit is going to try to stop them from listening in the name of Jesus. Wow. I just two things there. We talk about the hope we have through Christ Jesus. It's His Word. You need healing? Stand on the word of healing. Hey, my body is the temple of God. God is the landlord of my body. He says by His stripes that I am made whole. I declare that day. I am healed in the name of Jesus. I'm not denying the symptoms. I'm denying the right that it has to occupy my body. I've been redeemed. I've got a plan. I've got a course to do. So I'll just lift you up, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus, for another day. Touch His body. Strengthen me. Let me serve you today. And bring you the glory. In Jesus' name. And again, I go back and we're down. But I found as I pray for others sincerely with the same need that I have. Oh, you know, I need to get tired of my old stories. But as we walked through Cleveland Clinic, laid hands on people, a guy beside me got healed of stage four cancer. It wasn't me; it was God. God told me to pray for him. Amen. What a witness to him! I'm laying like this. I guess you would push me through, maybe. No, I was laying here. He's over behind this curtain. And uh, Carol came in. We just prayed. And then God touched him. He walked out the next day. I mean, it's just, it's just His Word. I, mean, I don't know. If you pray for somebody and it doesn't take place, don't let it stop you. A lot of things can be in it. You have a free will, you know. If you say, hey, Pastor, I need to pray for me. i got a headache today. Okay, first of all, I ask you, are you married? No, not no. But if I would walk up to her, or, or let's just say you got a headache, uh, you got a headache, man. My head. Oh, we want me to pray for you. Well, if you want to, okay, I do. I pray with her. Then, oh wow, God will touch her. I walk away. She's like, that ain't gonna work. But you have your free will. Just because you don't understand yet, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of us can be that way. So we got to be patient with one another. And if you come to me for the 18th time for prayer, we're going to pray for the 18th time. But we're going to speak the Word of God over and stand on that. And that's how we learn. Too often we get, we don't understand things and we, uh, it didn't work. It works. It's just that we don't receive it right, I believe. God's Word doesn't come back to the Word, but He knows. You know, a lot of times people will pray and say, well, I'll pray for you for healing. But God, let thy will be done. Okay? His will is already spoken to us. 
by His stripes. He sent His Word to heal us, okay? But we have to, again, we have to keep that Word of God in us. Understand that. That's like flushing through. That's like living water coming through and flushing out the impurities. Because as the Word comes in, we oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. Over here, the devil, just wait. he's just waiting to get in your head again and, and try to cause you doubt. You know what I'm saying? Um, you had your back paid for? Yes, amen. Oh, doesn't it still hurt? Oh, my back is going to be healed. Doesn't it still hurt though? I don't care what it feels like. Uh, my back is going to be is healed in the name of Jesus. Cast him down. Amen. Staying on the Word. I take medicine. Remember, over lips and down the tongue because of Jesus, my healing has begun. I don't deny God's wisdom He gives to people. I'm cautious what I bring into my body. Unless it's desserts. We know that. But I'm cautious. But if I pray for my doctor, pray for wisdom, Lord, is this the correct thing to do? Yes. Or you might say, nah, I don't think you need that. I listen to him. The same as you. I'm not a doctor. so People say, oh, I don't know. If you're really a Christian, you throw your medicine away. Okay. You got a broken leg? Take your cast off. Don't you wear that cast till the leg is healed that God created to heal? Then you don't need it anymore. You don't keep it anyway, do you? Oh, no. The same way with medicine, I believe. That both divinely and, I don't know, pillily. I'm not sure what you call it. But anyway, yes. But that's the hope that we have today in Christ Jesus. And He wants you to have that hope. He, he don't want you to model any robs. And land's sakes, folks, don't go out there and start charging your cards up for Christmas presents unless you're buying from me. <laughs> no, seriously. And I won't... Next week I'll talk to you about Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, because it's both. Because Jesus is really born in October. Amen? We'll share that. It's awesome how, how December 25th came about to be the day that He was chosen to celebrate His birth. That was the day that He Mary was, was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And God became a living being inside her womb. That's why I said earlier when Carol says, Oh, our youngest granddaughter, no, 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 no. Our young granddaughter is here now. This hasn't been birthed yet. And she knew that. But I need a way to, I need a way to get that in there, you know. She is, I have a third granddaughter down in Virginia. She's alive. She's growing fingers bigger and bigger. Got a nose. Seen picture of her. Got nose. Got my nose, I think. Poor guy. I'm putting my daughter-in-law. But she is alive. She just hasn't been birthed yet. And folks, that, we had to have that attitude. Christ, when you receive Him, He's in here. He's growing in you. Some of you, I see a little finger coming. Okay, if I put it that way, toes, okay. Other ones got arms and legs. Okay, well, grow. It's an incubator time. I put it that way. That's chicken, but anyway. It just don't give up. Feed that with inside of you, His Word and prayer. And keep hanging around with people who believe in the Lord and to encourage one another. And if you see somebody fall... Help them back up in the name of the Lord. That way when you fall. Amen.